Warning, this episode is full of shit. to the Common Briefing Program, a part of the Common Geeking Program, where each month we take a look at the hottest headlines in geek news. Uh, so we have amassed a list as a group of folks and are going to sort of dive into the stories that we think are the most interesting or important or impactful. And my name is Colin. I tend to host these geeky affairs. I am joined by Jeff and Chowder. Hello, I'm Jeff Lovett. I am present i was gonna say physically but that's just a, a bold-faced lie it's you're the least the present place. yeah of the three of us because you are the furthest from the other two that's true hello Can't there deny that. i'm Daimu or chowder whichever you prefer chowder is unable to to access clocks today so i think i might just start <laughs> sharding out wow <laughs> what am i saying okay we've got a lot of problems on today's recording in fact uh, we're even starting late because last minute, uh, 343 Industries decided to invite me to the Halo Infinite uh, technical preview happening this weekend, which is exciting, but it's all very last minute, and their presentation was about the same time we were supposed to do this. So I'm just bringing a real conflicted, excited, but frustrated energy, and I want you guys to meet me there. Ugh. Um, you don't, you don't have excited, to Excited, but angry. frustrated is just kind of my general state, so you will not notice a, uh, a tonal shift from <laughs> me today. Jeff, when was the last time you weren't frustrated? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I can figure it out in therapy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to hop in. We've got a few stories. There were a couple big things this month, a couple really cool things, a couple really lame things, a couple really terrible things. Just all uh, sorts of things, we're gonna, really. We're going to dive into it. I was going to go vibe check, but apparently frustrated is the vibe. Chowder, are you meeting us at frustration, or are you going to bring us to a happier place? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I am pretty frustrated with how, how Chronograph was uh, yeah. treating treat me, but, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, otherwise, I just started playing this game called uh, Chris Tales. Uh, Chris, Ooh, I heard about that, like, yeah. The, yeah, it's a dumbass fucking name. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I've only gotten past like the tutorial bit of the game, but like one, the game is gorgeous looking. Like everything is like hand drawn. Like it's reminiscent of sort of like Mary Blair's work on, work on like Disney. Uh, and uh, like, well, I've only gone through the tutorial bits, so who knows what the rest of the game is like. The promises on what this game, uh, the the promises this game is offering for what the game is like is ooh, like. Yeah, uh, is the main character's the main, name also Chris? Uh, Christabel, Christabel. Or okay, Christabel, all right, yeah. okay, and, yeah. close enough. And, and, I was anyways. wondering why it was spelled C R I S Tales instead yeah. of C R Y S Tales, but yeah. Uh, anyway, it's yeah, like Dragon and, Tales, but about a, a land of magical Chris's. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, a dragon, might, but dragon is might, spelled the same way in, in in both of those terms, so it made sense. Whereas Chris is just, you know. Uh, anyways, so like the main mechanic of the game revolves around like uh, looking into the future and the past, and like the main mechanic in fighting is like you can like uh, accelerate time so that like your enemies is a, is like a future version of themselves or bring it back to the past. So the I don't want to fight you. The so shelves. you're old now. <laughs> Suck it. I mean, uh, uh, that's the thing, like, uh, you know, like, you'll have things where it's like, oh, you accelerate time, so he's old now. Oh, no, he's got magic because, like, he's an old, wizened dude now. Um, I just feel like the strat would always be to make them a baby. Like, how, how fucking accomplished could you possibly be as a babe? Uh, you can't, like, well, it, what, what they turn into is dependent on, like, what monster you're fighting, but usually uh. it's, like, just some younger version that's not. Gotcha. A baby, but 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 like uh, you can like one example they do is in the first boss battle where it's like oh the boss is like this uh, super uh, armored these two super armored ladies with a big steel shield and it's like oh none of your attacks can do any damage to them 
what do you do? Well, you have one character who's got a water spell, right? So he, you have him cast the water spell on them. Doesn't do any damage, but it makes them wet. And then, uh, mm, mm, poor, poor choice of words. Uh, uh, no, but, there's this game that I've played with, uh, with some, with our friend Pat and some other friends called For the King. It's like a TTRPG style game, and one of the modifiers in combat is just wet. And I laugh every single time <laughs> yeah. that I like I hit with this massive attack and the word wet goes right over my character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any, anyways, so, you know, there. So then you have the character who's capable of like the time magic and you uh, bring it to the future. And now like their now armor and shield. Are, no, their armor and shield are rusted. So oh. you can like actually. They rusted actually, before they could dry because- off insidious. <laughs> So, so like, That's uh, so you, you can actually stupid. do da- damage to them. But uh, I love it. Uh, I, I, another good example is like uh, you have uh, you'll eventually get a character who can cast poison on people, right? And poison does what it does in most games. Uh, in that, oh, it does, wait, like, so you're going to poison someone, and then you fast forward them to the future when they're in fifty thousand dollars of medical debt because they had to go to the doctor to get it taken care of. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be hilarious! But no, what 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 happens is they take all the poison damage all at once if you like accelerate to the future, which is like a cool use of the poison mechanic. And it's like, yeah. okay, I, let me think about this though, because real life, I'm gonna, I know, I know it's venom. Don't at me, nobody. But uh, like, if a snake bit me ten mm-hmm. times. Over the yes. course of 10 minutes. Sure. And I had the option to suffer for 10 minutes and then get treated or just have all 10 snake bites at once. I might actually choose that one. That that might be better. But I that's mean, just I feel me. like you'd probably be dead before the 10th bite, to be honest. In, it's in not deadly venom. It's, it's, it's experiment-friendly well, venom that I'm talking uh-huh. about here in my hypothetical. Of course. I mean, he, one, the way the character poisons someone is by throwing a plant at them and the plant explodes so it actually would right. be poison poison to it you know like they the poison does chip damage every turn uh, okay. but like yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. you know you know if you accelerate time all that chip damage is just done at once let me tell you i had some taco bell last night if you want to talk about chip damage we could have an nsfw <laughs> conversation but uh that's actually <sighs> fun before we dive right in what where can you get chris tales because i have been like hearing like spotted things about it around and it's 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 caught my attention uh, yeah you can find it on the switch and i think it's on steam as well i kind of want to take a look to see if it's on steam cool uh all right well let's actually dive right into the main the main meat of it then the big the, the big parts of this episode uh, okay uh, on most current yeah no it's on all the platforms so you you can get it on the Xbox and hell yeah that's probably Steam where and, I've seen seen it and most PlayStation commonly. yeah so you can get it wherever you want uh all right yeah uh, and gonna, uh, you'd probably and you'd probably be better off somewhere other than the switch there's some loading times that um that you I gotta will, deal yeah. with on the Switch. Yeah. I just convinced so. one of my friends because the Xbox Series X and PlayStation are five are still really hard to get, but a Series S started coming into stock. Convinced my friend to get it. He's like, but it's not 4K. I'm like, trust me, with the loading times and the higher frame rates, you will be <laughs> fine. And I got a message yesterday when he started playing Destiny on it that just said, I have transcended. And I'm like, yep, that's that's about right. That'll do it. <laughs> But yeah, let's uh, let's dive into some stories proper and see if we can journey out of frustration together. So uh, I'm going to start this with my favorite piece of news from the last month. It actually the the news. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a pun broke uh, earlier than this, but th- there was a development at the beginning of this month. Um, the the news from before July was NBC halts production of Ultimate Slip and Slide after crew members <laughs> experience explosive. Diarrhea. I forgot. <laughs> so the original story here is they're making a slip and slide. Colin, Com- what, what, what? This is the second time you brought up explosive <laughs> shit today. I did not describe the quality of chip damage here. It it's was more about, uh NBC was making a universal, uh, a universal, uh, an ultimate slip and slide. Uh, sort of like reality competition show hosted by Ron Funches and Bobby Moynihan. When the sh- when it got announced that production was halted, um, 
Ron Funches was tweeting like, yeah, this headline is not really what I wanted on my resume or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But mm. the ultimate slip and slide, what we got as an update this month is because they had to halt production, I guess they had to like, they're done. And the entire project is now on hiatus and might not even be made because oh I get what, basically there was a food poisoning incident that ah. caused this wasn't just like one or two people had a dookie emergency this was a lot like 150 some odd people Jesus <laughs> experiencing problems. so the that headline the worst place for that to happen that's yeah. the worst context in which that could possibly happen <laughs> the headlines conjure some pretty specific imagery I had not, none of that is necessarily borne out. This could have just been something where, like, the production had to shut down for health reasons, but the fact that it's a slip and slide is pretty choice. That's, um, oh my goodness. But, yeah, apparently they're having difficulty recutting existing footage. They didn't have enough. <laughs> So they like don't have a TV show. Yeah, to make we filmed out. the whole show, and then we realized that we had this problem, and then we combed back through all the all the footage. Turns out you can see diarrhea on almost every shot, and we just didn't notice till it was too late. I'm gonna have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. Warning: um, This episode is full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, everyone I don't knows know. that. That was uh, <laughs> that was a headline that really brought me a lot of joy. Just because of how absurd it is. It's it is like if anything belongs on the front of R slash not the onion on Reddit, it's NBC <laughs> Halt's production of Ultimate Slide after crew members experience explosive diarrhea. Um yep. so beyond that, there weren't a ton of things that grabbed my attention in this this month, except for something that I'll be talking about with Chowder a little later. Um there were some Star Trek updates uh this month. We got uh news that uh, they have finally started making some forward direction on uh, the upcoming Star Trek film. The last Star Trek film was in 2016. It was Star Trek Beyond as uh, the third in the reboot franchise called The Kelvin Timeline. And ever since that didn't perform to box office expectations, uh, it's just been kind of in limbo, especially now that we got all these TV shows. And it's like, hey, what's, are they going to make another Star Trek movie? It was confirmed this past month that Matt Shackman the director of WandaVision is going to be the director of the upcoming Star Trek film that is due to release in 2023. Uh, I'll have to double check who the screenwriter is, but there is a script currently in the works. Doesn't look like it's going down the old, the J.J. Abrams idea or the Tarantino idea that they had, uh, both of I which I would have really that. enjoyed. But um, <clears throat> it looks like they're going in a new direction. The Tarantino the idea. Everything's the same except uh, Samuel L. Jackson's The Captain. And he says the N-word. Yeah, Ray Shields, <laughs> motherfucker, is the name of the film. So the, uh, on the other side of Star Trek news, while that is very exciting, we also got some trailers for Star Trek Lower Decks, which is the animated comedy uh, that uh, is returning uh, this month, August, actually. So I'll be chatting about that a little bit next month, uh, mm -hmm. as well as a trailer for Star Trek Prodigy, which is the child-focused uh, Star Trek show on Nickelodeon slash Paramount+. Plus. Uh, it also announced a bunch of its cast, including people like Jason Manzoukas, who I, whom I did not expect to ever be in Star Trek of all things, but here he is. Um, but uh, casting details are out there. The trailer, it is a 3D animated show, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but even since the days of Jimmy Neutron, I have felt like CG kid shows f do not feel high budget. Like, you can tell, like, no. they, they design a background, and then they just have what feels like some pretty rust animation on their environment, and that's kind of it. I know that's not the most flowery description, but I can't think of a lot of children's animated shows in 3D that have really stood out to me. Beast yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like... <laughs> okay, Jeff, Beast Wars has not aged well visually no it was uh, groundbreaking, but it was groundbreaking animation at the time and it was and it was still a really good show is my point i'm just saying yeah. like it, it wasn't like the like it age it not aging well wasn't a budgetary issue like it, it like especially yeah. if you look at like the facial animation on beast wars it looks straight up better than like a lot of like you know yeah. modern stuff so <laughs> yeah uh i feel like 3d animation for television has been getting better uh I know Dragon Prince had like uh, a lot of oh, yeah. uh, a lot of jank in the first season, but afterwards it's actually pretty darn good. Uh, yeah, and and I 
I, I think the reason Jimmy a stylistic thing, yeah. I think the reason Jimmy Neutron came to mind is because what actually happened with Jimmy Neutron was there was the film and then there was the show. It was actually yeah. pitched as a show first, but yeah. they decided to make the movie so that they could get the budget to make higher quality assets, higher quality models yeah. and textures and all that stuff. Yeah, and I was then just say, Jimmy put Neutron those in the was a pretty show. good show. It, like, it, 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 it was. It's probably not. It hasn't aged super well in the animation department, just in terms of but like how there much CGI is still... advanced, but. It never felt low budget at the time, I don't think. I don't think so, but it did, there is a noticeable difference in quality between the film and the show, and then is the there? same, even if oh, you look I'd at the recent, the most stark one is the most recent SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run. That movie looks astonishing. It is so beautiful. Uh, oh, yeah, no, the Sponge the SpongeBob movie that came out is great. and It, it uh, is uh, fun, it is gorgeous, and the show Camp Coral is kind of like, it is, unatt- I find it kind of unattractive, and coming from Nickelodeon, I was like, uh, after seeing that compared to the movie, I was like, what kind of Star Trek are we getting with Star Trek Prodigy? And honestly, it looks a lot better than I expected. It looks like they're like aware of the budget limitations, and it seems a little more artistic. We have some different lighting and shading styles than just, you know, trying to light things naturally. And um, it all, it it's it's not like cel-shaded that I can tell, the way you'd see in like a Borderlands or comic style thing. But it mm-hmm. seems like they're really playing with the aesthetic to make the most of it. And yeah, it, th- the stylization, I think, is going to help it a lot. I was really pleasantly surprised with the quality because I had kind of yeah. low expectations going in. It looks great. Yeah. On uh, Netflix, I recently watched like a 3D animation uh, show of uh, Resident Evil. Uh, that uh, show looks like uh, a cutscene from the games, <laughs> but, but like for... For like an entire season, and it's like, uh, and, it's, and, I, and I, I don't mean like, oh, it looks like an old cutscene. It looks like a cutscene, like from a modern video game. Oh, but it's a TV show, and it's it's so such a weird look. It's like, yeah, because like you know, it's like, oh, that looks pretty good for a video game, but like for a show, it's it's a little awkward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, with a video game, you're kind of already in the mindset of yeah. dealing with things that don't move completely naturally. That's kind of, uh, and like, and that context is hard to ignore. That reminds me of like a lot of the uh, a lot of the the stories in Love, Death, and Robots that that are kind of animated in that same style, where they straight up look like cutscenes in video games. Where it's like it's not bad animation, but like if you're not doing anything stylistic with it, then it it does kind of just make it feel like a video game cutscene you know what i mean yeah Yeah. so uh, on top of the the stylization the fidelity was also pretty high like i mean star trek gets a big budget but i didn't really expect that to extend so far into the kids video uh, kids show but it's looking uh it's looking pretty good so far which is uh, pretty exciting for me i will maintain that at least beast wars and transformers prime which are both cgi animated (laughs) are great shows and our the animation was pretty good at least for the time the respective times that each of those shows came out so i i I would push back on the assertion a little bit that like a lot of cg uh kids shows feel low budget uh transformers has like the benefit of like all the characters being robots and thus you don't have to that's that's true that's just smart design weird yeah i mean like like, in the case of transformers it's probably cheaper to do it (laughs) cg especially now you know like yeah and and honestly like if you're when i say kids shows like i think this is being marketed to like i think like the 8 to 12 range i I don't totally know if they've said but, like, I mean, when you compare that to, like, your... I mean, this is a little skewing younger, but, like, your Paw Patrols and, and yeah, your PJ yeah. Masks styles things, like, I think that's sort of, like, the level of fidelity that I, I tend to see in most children's animated shows. Yeah. It's when you started getting into your Dragon Princes that you're like, okay, you got a budget, you got some talent, and you got a real effort here to really push beyond just, like, cranking out a product. Somebody yeah, really no, pushing for something new. Uh, and, and that's what I felt from this trailer, which was uh, a big delight. So, yeah, a little bit of Star Trek news there. Um, I think I'm also just going to uh, get this uh, out of the way, is there was uh, some news about Activision. And like most news yeah. about Activision, oh. not, not good. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, not good. <laughs> not, uh, not good. Uh, dude, and we I, might, I was going to reference... talk about my thing, but, uh, you know, we can just uh, address that right now. Man. Oh, yeah, no, I figure I figure since since the 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 thing that you and I are going to tag team later might be a little might have some depth to it. I'll just try to 
blast this out. So, uh, Activision... Please don't blast it out. We haven't... (laughs) Yeah. Activision company, Activision Blizzard, was recently uh, confronted with a lawsuit in the state of California for, quote, frat boy, unquote, uh, workplace uh, behaviors and conditions that uh, involve the... (laughs) The capturing, pressuring, the dissemination of content regarding uh, the sexual exploitation and uh, of female workers, as well as unequal pay and other things that typically plague the gaming industry. But there were some yep. pretty explicit uh, stories in here, uh, including uh, certain employees trying to um, uh, pressure females at their company to use sex toys that they just bring on work things like say hey you should use this uh uh, (laughs) one woman in particular uh uh died by suicide after their nudes were shared amongst people at like uh at a party uh that were taken on a corporate retreat by someone else at the company so uh really just kind of disgusting stuff top to bottom the corporate response was essentially the, the the term that's really been getting a lot of play is uh the statement that Activision Blizzard release states that the claims are misleading and or untrue. <laughs> that feels which, like... is, which is such a stretch considering yeah. just how many people are corroborating yes. all of it. Like and you can't throw a stone without coming across someone yep. going, yeah, yeah. So pretty much. There that have been fucking sort of feels like when 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 people are saying that like the accounts of the uh, the fucking uh, insurrection attempt are misleading because it's like. Oh, because yep. my experience was that, you know, people were just walking in single file or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't, like, negate the fact that we literally have, like, dozens of videos of them, like, yeah. chasing, you know, it's just, like, the same kind of thing. It's just, like, even if you have anecdotal evidence to the contrary, that doesn't erase the legitimate, you know, like, evidence that's been brought up that this is a thing that, it, you know, that happened the way yeah. that the story suggests, you yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, other examples of uh, this fucked up shit going going on uh the male workers would go on what what is quote unquote cube crawls where they get very drunk and just uh go into the cubicles of their female co-workers and sexually harass them Uh, on when you have fucking a term for something that you regularly do it's just like there's no denying it at that point yeah once once nomenclature exists that's it is indisputable yeah Yeah, another example uh many many of the male workers would uh just on company hours play video games and just leave all the work to the uh, female workers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Listen, one, I'm all for woman... playing some video games on the clock, but don't do it at the expense of somebody else. It's a communal thing. Bring them with you. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, one particular example, a black woman uh, accounts that uh, she that while her co-workers would be playing games, she was micromanaged. Every little thing, every little minute uh, oh had to be accounted for. If she took a break to go on a walk, they they would be on her ass about it uh and uh you know one time she uh requested some time off and they had her write an entire page explaining what she was using that time off for jesus when when like her male co-workers would never be would never be uh would never need to do such things she was also uh uh held off for getting a permanent job at the company for about two years while people who uh, started working long after would get jobs and she just kind of got strung along yeah so i'm gonna move it forward a bit because i did want to no, bring no, this no. up for there's a couple, one for aspect a couple of this timely. that we need to talk about still is the chatter talk bring up the bit uh, about the hotel room because that, that oh, was you like mean the, the real fucking oh you mean the cosby suite yeah See, the cosby uh, suite fucking christ yeah okay let me just uh pull up the article here ba- basically one of the executives who was like well known for for like having this kind of behavior had a mm-hmm. specific suite at like uh at events and stuff like that i don't remember what the specific event was that was like colloquially referred to as the Cosby suite because of how he would like lure women there and like basically, you know, entrap them into fucking sexual situations and shit like that. And there's like, this is so acknowledged that there was even like photos of like high up executives, like posing outside of the room with like a cardboard fucking cutout of Bill Cosby. 
So it's like Christ, not just like weird, you know, anecdotal, like, oh, me and my friends call it this or whatever. It's just like, oh, this is like high up executives that have like, yeah. you know, clearly yeah. established. So the, article, so yeah, it, it, the article, it's called Inside Blizzard Developers Famous Bill Cosby Suite. Uh, the uh, infamous uh, developer in question was Wolf. World of Warcraft developer Alex Afrasiabi. Uh, all right, you can good go to get on. An, now. Good to get a name out there. No, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, so the reason uh, that I wanted to bring this up, two reasons. One, it's horrible, and people need to be aware that this is happening. Two, there is some very timely stuff happening. So shortly after the response from the company stating that some of these claims are untrue and misleading, there was a letter published by representatives of, I believe, over 800 employees of Activision Blizzard. Uh, I would double check those numbers, but uh, basically saying, hey, that's bullshit. Yeah, and it's a very (laughs) it's a very eloquent letter that says a lot of people are having these experiences. More people are coming forward after it. And your statement that these are untrue or misleading um, is that's actively misleading. (laughs) It is is actively damaging to people by sort of like it is misrepresenting their situation. It makes it hard to address it because we can't call it what it is. Uh, And they specifically called for uh, one of the executives that is also part of uh, the Activision Blizzard, um, essentially like a woman representatives board uh, to like step down as she promised, but still hasn't done. And uh, asking them to more clearly condemn the behavior and take action on it. As of today, the day we're recording this, July 28th, uh, there was a staged walkout of employees yeah. at Activision Blizzard to protest the handling of this situation, leading to a headline from uh, only moments ago here on uh, Polygon, uh, just a little earlier today, Activision Blizzard CEO apologizes to employees for tone-deaf response to harassment suit. So, like a lot of things here in the pandemic, we are at least finally seeing an instance where a company does a terrible thing and then handles it poorly, and then the people at work at the company are able to hold them to some sort of account. This is developing. Yeah, it should be noted that uh, Activision Blizzard has been investigated by... Yes. Ah, shit. What was the uh, government organization again? Uh, uh, The investigation has been going on for two years and uh, yep. hopefully it will result in some actual tangible consequences. Yeah. It's like, if it just or... results in like, Oh, getting them to apologize for the way they responded yeah. is like fucking whatever, you know? Yeah. Like... And I'm not going to be here to defend Ubisoft, but what they've done recently regarding the number of sexual harassment issues with their like C level employees, they've essentially, uh, they've, Moved a little more swiftly than some companies to try to address it, but also when it came to disclosing financial projections, they were like, hey, we're going to lose a lot of talent because of this problem, and we're going to have a hard time hiring new people because of it. So, yeah, yeah. this is all really fucked up and will have a, 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 a tangible effect on our bottom line. And it's like, it's kind of refreshing to hear stuff put out in a clean terms like that, and then such a punch in the gut when Activision Blizzard says untrue and misleading. So yeah. <laughs> uh, things are, th- the pushback is having an effect. I hope it continues to have an effect, and we'll probably have more details on that next month. And I will also have more info on Star Trek and Halo. So yay for me. I don't know if anyone else here cares about that stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, a, that's it for my time. to go next i'll go next i'm uh, gonna be pretty brief because i don't have a ton of stuff that i that's I the name talk of the about. show it is yeah hey look at look at me i'm fucking <laughs> representing um some things to mention uh the he-man Revelations series on netflix uh came out for us last Ooh. week so for you i guess two weeks ago uh, roughly um it's just the first part of it which is only five episodes and uh, responses have been pretty mixed. I'm not gonna get into any uh, spoiler territories, but like it got it got review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes, didn't it? Did it? I saw something about people. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't yeah, be I surprised. Mean, I mean, like let me, that double, whole, let me double check it. The fucking demographic that is that was like you know that is really outspoken about this is like a very outspoken demographic. So you know, but um. Yeah, I don't like know. Like, you were telling me a, about, uh, like, how they were complaining about, what was it again? Like, there's no uh, He-Man in it, right? Well, so, okay, here, I'll, I'll get into it, and I'll try to avoid spoilers as much as possible. 
Um, the one thing that, like, the one thing that people were complaining about before, even before it came out, and have continued to complain about, is it's like quote unquote woke pandering. Um, um, part of this being like that the story mostly focuses on Tila rather than He Man, Prince Adam, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a new character who is, like, sort of ambiguous as to whether or not she's Tila's girlfriend or whatever. Uh, like, I think you could read that into it legitimately while watching the show. I wouldn't be surprised if that was an intent. But, like, they don't they don't go, you know, super far into it or anything like that. So it's like, oh, like, I, I don't really see how all this stuff is, like, woke pandering myself, but... I don't know. Because anything I, I, that is yeah. not cishet representative is considered woke pandering. Right, exactly. So it's like the people could be picking out like totally wild things that I would have never thought of to be quote unquote woke pandering and decided that, that, that it is that, right? Um, which is just bizarre to me in general because like the, the fucking original Masters of the Universe show was literally like, you know, so fucking campy. And at the end of every episode, they'd have, they'd be like, here's what we learned today, kids, on how to treat people right and stuff like that. And, like, the main character wore a fucking pink v-neck that went down to his crotch. So I, like, I really don't <laughs> understand how you could fucking, you know, be be a fan of the original show and then also be offended by woke pandering. But, you know, that's the same thing, like, every fandom of, like, people, you yeah. know, totally how missing How can you the like He-Man like... and be homophobic? Right. You know? <laughs> I don't, one of the original creators of He-Man pretty pretty much seems like he's, you know, one of the creators of the toy line anyway, seems like he's kind of that <laughs> fucking toxic masculine macho type or whatever. Um, I mean, when you make a character named He-Man, you gotta assume right, something exactly. like that yeah, is yeah. lurking around in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's, Not enough there's pronouns that. on that, um, boy. And then the other somewhat more legitimate complaint of the show, although I would still say fucking hold on a sec, is um that like people feel like it was somewhat of a bait and switch in terms of like without getting into plot details at least in the first five of these first five episodes he-man and skeletor are largely not in it um it's it focuses on other characters and and like they're they definitely are there but it's sort of like at the beginning at the end they're there um so we'll see we'll see where that continues in the future personally like I think yeah without knowing anything about the uh, revelations that does sound kind of disappointing right like you yeah, watch He-Man right. for He-Man and Skeletor right exactly and like I you know I I felt that too uh for me it, in that for, with that particular aspect it entirely hinges upon where it's going um because like it we you know kevin smith has done interviews and stuff like that that have kind of alluded to the fact that like you know you know he-man's still going to be present and so is prince adam in the next uh in like the next series and uh i think we can all you know if you if anyone's watched the show you can pretty much unequivocally agree that skeletor will be very present for the rest of the show going on yeah um you don't hire mark hamill to voice him and just right exactly so like you know, I don't I, know. They kind of did that with Star Wars Seven. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. True. But um, yeah, I would say like part of the thing is like I'm back and forth on it a little bit because one thing is like I I think that it the the way that the trailers did uh like show it 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 did feel a little bit dishonest of like you know like a lot of it was centered around like oh He Man and Skeletor being very like like you remember it or whatever whereas most of the show is not that you know. Um, but on the other hand, like the whole thing with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is like, it's, it's kind of a neat, kind of neat to get a little bit more focus on other characters because like the whole fun of the Masters of the Universe toy line is that there's just like a frankly absurd number of like wacky zany characters that like ultimately ended up being like kind of, you know, background characters in the original show or like they'd have, you know, episodes dedicated to them, whereas mostly it would be about He-Man, whereas, like, yeah, He-Man's the main character, but it is He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, not just He-Man. You know what I mean? Fisto, what happened? There were too many. I couldn't fist them all. (laughs) Jesus. I will say, though, like, when it comes to to reboots and remakes, whatever form it may take, uh, like, as, uh, you know, just uh, to roll on with Star Trek, because I talked about how many shows are coming out, like... There are a lot of people that are just like, give me back the old stuff. Or when yeah. when they redo old stuff, they're like, no, you did it different. I'm like, yep. yeah, what? I don't. Do you want the just the old stuff? Because you yeah. have it. 
I'm because like it's, I'm, it's I'm not always like yeah. Uh, I don't always enjoy the newest iteration of a thing, but that's not because it's the newest iteration. Yeah, it's because yeah. I can judge it for its own thing. And like you have reservations about this, but you're not like it's different. It's no, supposed yeah, I, to I, be different. The fan base is very vitriolic in that way. So like, there's definitely a lot of loud voices that are giving that kind of opinion. I do think that there is somewhere in there a legitimate com- uh, like complaint about like oh I wanted a rebooted updated he-man show and what you gave me was a you know a tila show rather you know mm. to th- to those people like i like i see where that criticism comes from yeah. and i don't think it's all entirely like sexist or illegitimate because like you do want he-man and skeletor to be present but i would also say like let's wait yeah, it expectation out expectation managing is 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 a tough thing that creates real problems right it's like i let's wait it out and see how the show ends before we have too much of those complaints as far because like i'm it's really yeah. funny i'm on a um i follow a facebook group for like you know master of the universe toys because it's like it's helpful for like knowing when stuff shows up mm-hmm. in stores and stuff like that because i like to collect those too um and like every single post i see about the show is either someone complaining about how it's like the worst thing ever and it's the tila show and it's terrible or someone complaining about the fact that someone is complaining because it's the best thing ever and i don't understand how anyone could dislike it and it's just like it's it's just kind of a wild atmosphere yeah so it's like i've seen a lot of both so there are a lot of people that legitimately really like the show and there's a lot of people that legitimately don't like the show for varying reasons of varying valid validity to their reason. <laughs> the, the user bombing on Rotten Tomatoes, the descriptions I read of it were like, some of these are like critiquing aspects of the show. Others are mm-hmm. like, this is a, th- exactly what you said, woke pandering. Yep, it has yep, a 90, yep. just, just on RT, which is not like the best platform for uh, TV ratings, but like 97% from critics, 39% from audience. Oh that God. kind of discrepancy <laughs> usually indicates something hinky. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you got your last Jedi's, which are like, that's a big discrepancy. But then you've also got your Rise of Skywalkers, and it's like, those are a little more in line. There's maybe some more objective issues with the right. construction exactly. of this project. Right. Uh, besides like, besides me, accounting for taste. Like, if anyone gives a shit about, about my fucking opinion, I would say, like, I don't think the show is without issues, but I think mm-hmm. that relatively it was well scripted, well acted, yeah. well animated. It's not like, you know, when I go and watch the fucking like the Netflix Transformers series, which I'll get to in a sec, um, where I just think that that's like flat out bad. Yeah. You know, yep. this is like I I think that there are legitimate criticisms to like plot wise and like some decisions that were made and stuff like that. But I still think it's a pretty well made thing overall. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's Makes that's sense. my take. But yeah, jumping off of that, um, as of the time of our recording on the 28th, the third season of uh, excuse me, the third season of uh, the Transformers War for Cybertron Netflix series, the third season being Kingdom has not aired yet. It will air on the 29th, which is tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. So just to give my my future input here on how that went, uh, it was bad. And I'm confident in saying that. And if I have anything to fucking add to that, then we'll edit it in right here. Eh, better than I expected, but still pretty bad. Thank you, future Jeffrey. That that's just my take on it. But yeah, that 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 will have came out come out by the time that this uh, this episode airs. Um, yeah. Then the only other thing I really had to talk about, which I don't have a lot to talk about it, but we got the announcement that there that uh, that in development is a live action Pokemon series for Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Chowder, you might that. have fucking more information about that than I do because that's pretty not, much the there's extent. not really much. It's yeah. like still like being discussed and stuff. So there's not really much to talk about. Yeah. Right. Than, I'm a, uh, I am intrigued, but it, I, there was something that was saying that it was going to be like in line similar or like similar style or something to detective pikachu right yeah that's what i was about to ask is if you had to choose just an aesthetic for the show would you choose a detective pikachu would you go a little more like space jam style like lean into the cartoony aspect no Uh, would you do would you do puppets okay i would actually kind of enjoy puppet pokemon that would be very good okay puppet (laughs) i thought that the general design philosophy on on uh on you know, like Pokemon designs for Detective Pikachu was pretty good. Like yeah. making textures and stuff more like realistic, but the the Pokemon are all still sort of their cartoony proportions. 
yeah, and stuff I, like that. Like, I, I think that I think worked really yeah, well. Yeah, although, like, I uh, wonder what they're, how it's going to turn out on, like, a TV budget. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering to, that, yeah. too. Movie budget, budget. Yeah. yeah. So it's the kind of thing where it's like, I'm intrigued, but it's just a neat headline for now until we see something materialize from it. But, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much everything that I had to, cool. to talk about this month. So I'm, we can shift it over to, to our board calendar. Sounds great, okay. Chowder. What you what you got, my guy? Okay, uh, I guess uh, I'll open up with uh, season three of uh, Amphibia. They announced a release date. It's gonna be October second, which Hell is yeah. pretty soon. Like I was surprised. I was uh, expecting to be a little longer, but no, that's pretty nice. Uh, let's see. They announced uh, that like uh, JoJoline, the eighth part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, is coming to an end next month uh its last chapter will be released on august 15 and that is very interesting because one jojoline has been going on for 10 years now jesus christ Uh, that's a a uh, heck of a run yeah uh two there are quite a few questions left unanswered in or that are currently unanswered which meant they had like they have like one chapter to either address it in jojoline or Araki might have to, or it might be addressed in jo- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 9, whatever that is. Uh, and because uh, like when they announced it, the uh, second to last chapter hadn't been out. And we were like, oh, wonder what's going to happen in this second to last chapter. And it's like, uh, it's like a flashback chapter that takes place before the events of the actual series. And it just brings up more questions <laughs> instead of answers. Like, uh, you know, we have, like, the return of a character and then uh, a new character and they have to fight a killer guardrail uh, and it leaves off on a cliffhanger. So what's the last chapter going to be like? Who the fuck knows? Uh, yeah, so that was Jojolian. Uh Next, uh, I would like to talk about... Uh, you guys still there? Yeah, we're still here. Okay, yeah. okay, I just... Sorry. No, uh, you're fine. I'm just double, I'm double checking Jolie. some info. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, next is we have the announcement from Steam for the Steam Deck and the announcement from Nintendo for the long-awaited Switch Pro, which they're calling the Switch OLED. And it's, the Switch OLED is a fucking disappointment. Because it is not. It, it is decidedly not a Switch Pro as anybody conceived it. Yeah, no, like Nintendo in their divine tone deafness, uh, like are like, oh, it's the, it's just, it's, uh, they, from what they're describing, it's got no like graphical upscaling. It's, nope. uh, it's got no real upgrade beyond just a bigger screen, an OLED screen, and a better, like, better stand, kickstand. better kickstand. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Cause the kickstand for- on the Switch currently does suck ass. Yeah, it yeah. is pretty much the worst piece of gaming hardware out there. And they made the power glove, so... All they'd fucking have to do is just put another one of those little kickstands on the other fucking side, and it would solve yeah, this, the entire problem. This one has a whole, like, has a whole butt flap, and it's it's it looks sturdy as heck. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, like, worth buying a, new a more expensive switch, switch no. and it's like, Oof. man, Nintendo, I love the Switch, but this is disappointing. Nintendo did... Uh, so there is speculation that the chip shortage had something to do with this uh and that there may have been plans to spec out a a higher performance model um but obvious but it may have become too expensive to secure those parts in a package that nintendo wanted to put out or even the number of parts so uh, the lack of available hardware could have sort of torpedoed what everyone expected because the switch pro has been rumored pretty much since the switch came out um there's not confirmation on that because Nintendo will never confirm that, but that is some context to consider mm-hmm. when, uh, again, expectations have consequences and the expectations were high and the OLED model is not. Yeah, and then Steam Steam comes in announcing something very intriguing, they the Steam Deck, which is, deliver. which is just like, hey, do you want to play all the games you have on, on Steam, but like in a Switch-like device that can switch from portable to docked? And it's like, Oh shit! 
Now that's dope. Wait, Being able to play Steam is making a goddamn console. They're making a Nintendo Switch esque handheld, but it's got all the fixings you'd expect from a Valve thing. It is. It runs Steam OS, which is based on Linux. It has, you know, thumbsticks. It actually has two small trackpads as well. A USB C to dock it to a TV. Uh, or a display. Uh, you can install any system you want on it. Expandable storage, triggers on the f- top, and then buttons on the back. Um, it is what people wanted from the Switch Pro and more. Well, kind of looking like a Sega Game Gear from the early 1990s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh. uh, and it's like, uh, while it hasn't come out yet, what it's uh, promising is dope. Because, like, one, I have a massive backlog of Steam games I haven't like mm-hmm. uh, started or finished, and it's like having having that on like a Switch device, Switch like device that mm-hmm. like I can play on my own terms instead of like having to open up a computer and uh, it is gonna do wonders for my Steam yeah. backlog. Yeah, I, I think a little bit of of cautious optimism is in play here. I did order one. It's it's like a reservation. I haven't like put I put five dollars down, but yeah. um, we'll see when when I can get it. Yeah, and, as someone who doesn't want to build a PC rig, the idea of like, hey, put down like five hundred ish dollars, and you have like a mid range gaming PC that you can also take places. But also just use it as a regular-ass gaming PC and, like, hook up a mouse and keyboard to it. As someone who does not want to invest in, like, a $1,000-plus-dollar rig, that is yeah. pretty attractive to me. Um, especially because I, I live on Mac, so Ste- I don't have a big Steam backlog. I'm, like, really big in the Xbox ecosystem, and I'm just like, man, there are some indies on Steam. Like, I still haven't played Hades. I get to next month, but I haven't played Hades yet. I could get it on the Switch, but I don't use my Switch. Um and it's just like what it's promising is so nice because it's very attractive and it's like hey who wouldn't want a Nintendo Switch style PC it is worth paying attention to Valve's history when yeah, it comes no, to that, Steam I, I was actually going to ju- so, yeah. yeah I was just going to bring that up like their previous foray into like hardware which was what was it the Steam, Steam machine Steam machine <laughs> yeah no that was just pitiful <laughs> that was that was actually kind of like the nintendo switch oled thing where it's like when valve released the term steam machine people are like valve is making a console what and then it was just like no this is just a partnership with a lot of pc companies to make Whoa. steam focused pcs and they're gonna all still be super expensive and <laughs> those did not sell so hopefully they'll learn from that experience Hopefully, but then you have SteamOS, which is still a thing, but hasn't really been widely adopted yet. So here's mm-hmm. the thing. So SteamOS runs on Linux, which is a Unix-based operating system versus Windows, which is not. So th- most Windows games can't run on a Linux operating system. There's just different they're different systems, different languages, they don't work. So what Valve has done, and this is an instance of them supporting their things, is they've developed something called Proton, which is software that will effectively allow translation. It's it's not emulation. It is allowing the Windows-designed uh, games to map onto the Linux operating system. So mm-hmm. Windows games will just work, with a few exceptions, such as like Destiny and Apex Legends and a couple other big games. Um, so, again, the promise is there... It just needs to go a little further. But then you also yeah. have stuff like the the Steam uh, HTC Vive, uh, Vive, and like things that like started off as like Valve had a lot of fanfare around it, and then support kind of dwindled as the sales didn't match. So yeah, this could go either way, in my opinion. Yeah, like that's why I didn't reserve a copy because mm-hmm. like I don't want to be the guinea pig. I'll just wait to see if it lives up to the promise i'm not gonna lie i like being an early adopter i like like futzing with it like if i know that's what i'm in for i i i kind of like it um but yeah Yeah, i I also understand the people who are like i'll wait to see if this is good because the specs are also decidedly mid-range so people are questioning like how useful will this be as a handheld will it get super duper hot and uncomfortable like there's just a lot of things that aren't answered it's also supposed to be pretty heavy like two to three pounds or something which is not crazy but if you're holding it for a while like yeah. that they, get that get that workout while you're game. yeah exactly <laughs> you're gonna have horrible buys and tries but your forearms are gonna be toy so <laughs> uh 
All right. The next thing I want to talk about is, uh, da, 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 not that we already talked about Activision Vision Blizzard. Uh, let's see. Uh, French Game Workers Union sues Ubisoft for yeah. institutional sexual harassment. Yep. In an mm-hmm. article in PC Gamer by Andy Chalk, uh, there there have been uh, a new filing uh, by the Solidaires Informatique Union in France. It's uh, naming multiple former executives, including uh, CEO Yes Gillamont, his, uh, all the relatives he uh, hired, uh, the company, and just the company as a whole. Uh, and, you know, like, it goes hand in hand with the Activision Blizzard stuff, because, like, yeah. Ubisoft, because this needs to be stressed. This isn't just Activision Blizzard. No. This is just, the whole thing from... Yeah. Uh, like from, the whole from gaming Ubisoft. culture and shit like that. Yeah, the whole <laughs> yeah the whole culture from Ubisoft to Riot Games to uh, honestly, with how despised EA typically is, I'm surprised they haven't had their scandal blow up yet. I'm just yeah, fucking yeah. waiting. <laughs> but but like also even just like the indies, uh, the indies, just like it it needs to be understood that like. If you're thinking, oh, at least these guys aren't, no, there probably are, and that's the ter- sad thing. Like, uh, you know, like it's just like everywhere. There, there like, was a, a in the wake of all this Activision stuff coming out. There was a clip. It's from ten years ago uh, when talking about Diablo three. But like at a at a Blizzard panel with a bunch of all male devs on the panel, a woman yep. asks on over the mic, like, hey. Can we get some females that don't look like they came out of a Victoria's Secret catalog? And the response was, yeah, sure, we can use a different catalog. So just like the attitude has never really been in a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been a shitty rat boy thing. Yeah. And it's just yep. bullshit. Uh, well, it's because, like, you uh, know, as much as it's like a lot of people, like, still consider video games in general to be like a boy's thing, right? Which contributes the- to. I mean, it's like yeah. why women don't feel comfortable in the space, like as a both as a player and as like a contributor is because of this cyclical, like really toxic idea yeah. that, you know, it's just like it's a boys space and this is for boys, you know. So it's like then, you know, when there are a lot of women who are interested in making video games and playing video games, they're not really made to feel welcome by the fan bases nor the companies that make the games because they have already decided that it's just a boy's thing and that any girl who wants to do it has to be like a tomboy or yeah. is like, you know, it's like this yeah. weird pariah in the community that it's okay to like, it's her gimmick is that she's a girl. Therefore, every comment you make towards her can be about like her fucking sexuality or her looks or something like that. And it's this, like, it's, yeah, it's something I've observed uh, firsthand my entire life as a gamer, like as, yeah. as like a preteen loading into Halo 3, seeing like one microphone on the list and it's a girl and then like eight other microphones get yeah. plugged in immediately. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, fuck people. Stop being sad and pathetic. Like, uh, I remember an article from a while ago, Zoe Quinn one of the women who uh, was like the target of the Gamergate harassment. Mm-hmm. The, the the harassment hasn't really stopped for her. Nope. So, yeah, still well, going. Yeah, Anita Sarkeesian still gets dunked on the regs for her uh, tropes uh, against women's in video game series, which I think is phenomenal. And like, there were games that I loved, and then she put them on blast, and I'm like, oh, I see. And I, <laughs> and I understand that the reaction for most people is not, oh, I see, it's don't hate on this thing I love. Yeah. But, like, th- what we're talking about with Ubisoft and Activision are the consequences of that. Because yeah. it go- it's, it, it's fucked because it goes up and down, where the players reinforce these communities, but then the companies also don't try to purge that behavior from the back end. Yeah. I mean, it, in many ways, the companies benefit from that kind of behavior because... It gives them an army of sycophants who will who they can set upon. Let's call them what they, they are: simp's. <laughs> simp's. You know what? I like that better. An army of simp's. Because the last can... thing they want is to be emasculated. So fuck it. They're simp's. Yeah. No. An army of simp's who they can like uh, attack on or uh, sick on anyone they want, and yeah. like you yeah. know. In a corporate culture where they, you know, abuse women, 
having a bunch of simps who hate women who simp for you is useful for harassment. Yep. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we're back in frustration territory. Rightfully so. Uh, wait. There's more. Uh, well, well, there's another another bit of corporate... Uh, so let's talk about uh, Space Jam 2. Uh, it's come, <laughs> it's come to it's come to light that uh, many of the anim or many animators who worked on Space Jam 2 were not credited. What? Uh, Fuck that. Yeah. No. Like the you know like it's it's like you're hearing a lot of people coming in saying, "Hey, I worked on this, but my name's not in the credits." Jesus. And like there's it's too many to be like, "Oh, that's strange." No, like, uh, I'm seeing, like, screenshots of... Yeah, are they, like, from different departments, or are they just, like... Because I'm wondering is if it's something where it's, like, uh-oh, someone forgot to import this Word file into the video no. editor. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but they, they seem to be from different parts. This you is so pervasive. I would guess that they just fucking trimmed people's names to make the credits shorter, is what I would guess. But Yeah. Which is still bad, but... You know, yeah, no people like, let me tell you, I'm, I'm working on a TV show that's going to be coming out, I think next year. And I do not have a big role in crafting this TV show, but you want your name on it. I want, I want to see my name in the credits of a TV yeah, show. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. It, it, like, it, even if you're not fucking seeing it on the screen for vanity reasons, it's just like, you yeah. know, having to prove need, to anyone else to, more that like you get to, you put need that to be able to prove that is like, yeah. you know, yeah. like for, for animators, res- for, especially is like you want. You don't want any doubt on to whether or not you actually did the work that you did because, it, you know, that couldn't close or open doors for other opportunities. So uh, people yep. be like, hey, I worked on this movie and like, yeah, I could go out of my way to prove it. But then, you know, potential hires being like, I don't know. I don't see in the credits on fucking Space Jam. Are you sure you fucking, you know, like that would be enough to Which- like throw out an application without thinking about it. If you think someone just like lied about yeah. their work experience. With, you know, like yeah, obviously, exactly. if they want to look into it, they'd probably be able to prove themselves. But like to have to go through that is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and like one, the animation in Space Jam is pretty good. Like whatever you have to say, the the yeah. actual like animation is pretty darn good, and it's it kind looks of pretty. Yeah. Oh, and like I think it is different apart departments because like some of them are animators, some of them were like character designers who were there. During the early Jesus. stages of development, uh, one uh, one account is that of an animator who is like uh, excited to see his name in the credits, and like his kids uh, are like excited to see their dad's name, yeah, him uh, in like a space in in like a Looney Tunes thing, and it's like oh, it doesn't come up e- ever, and it's like oh, yeah. that's disappointing. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see, there's a couple of screenshots, uh. Oddly yeah, enough, this LeBron pers- James didn't make it into the uh, into the <laughs> <laughs> uh, They were working on a shot from a clip, and they had it was a short term job where they worked on ink and painting, uh, and they just were not credited. Yep. Uh, but and the th- weird thing is, they were listed by the studio that hired them on Instagram. So it's like, what the fuck? Jesus, <sighs> I don't know. More corporate yeah, that's, bullshit. That's shitty. I'd like to hear the response to that whenever we get it. Yep. So, I well, with that all there, I am going to move us into the ratings for the sake of time. Uh, so, save any last-minute nuggets you got for the very end, but we're going to try to take a look at what we think was the biggest story of the month. So let's do that. So if we had to look at all of July 2021 and try to pick out the most important, interesting, or impactful geek story, something that if nothing else catches their ears in this episode, the one thing they should pay attention to, what do you think that is? Nominations from the editors. Activision uh, Blizzard. Yeah, I hate to say it, yep. but that's kind of where 100%. I'm leaning to. That seems uh, it, like it, the one. It is, that's- it is <laughs> so breathtaking to read the details about it. The follow-up on it is bigger and more affecting and interesting than I expected. It takes up so much oxygen in like the cultural conversation and it should because like we, you always hear stories about this and about like individuals being harassed to see a two-year investigation 
and one one of this scope that returns especially these really jaw-dropping results yeah. is just it, to uh, chatter's points it, it shows how endemic these problems are and it uh, the fact that these are just the things that made it into the lawsuit so these yeah. are the things that the lawyers feel confident that they can like drive home and there's keep so in mind, much more on the floor uh, the and so many the people that haven't come forward yeah and keep in mind the moment like uh people got whiffed that there might be an investigation they probably tried to clean up as much as they could this yep. is the yeah. stuff they couldn't clean up. Yeah, and uh, uh, part of the response that there was an internal email sent out to employees where the CEO basically like it, it's it was a weird mix of like conciliatory and defensive, which yeah. it's strange. But like he ended up saying like, "Yeah, we're gonna talk with some of you individually," and I'm like, "Jesus, what the f <laughs> what?" And like it almost said like he sounded like an angry stepdad, not like a CEO of a country country of a company that is of this scale so yeah no i think hands down the activism was just like uh you know you know that we're gonna talk to you someone individually is not hey we're about to fire some of you fucking sex perverts but it's gonna gonna be we're gonna have some words with some of you that are like ruining the the uh fucking uh <laughs> impressions of your male co-workers like like, like, that. like, like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing tweets from like, uh, folks who like, uh, uh, reported, uh, reported whatever bullshit was happening at their studio, uh, and then like, you know, either getting fired or leaving the job and then finding themselves blacklisted. And it's like, yep. Yep. yeah, that, that'll happen. It's, it's all sorts of fucked. And I, uh, seeing, seeing the outpouring of support for the victims of this culture and seeing so many people from the company itself condemn it offers a glimmer of hope because this is a more but like how many most... of those people were the very offenders too, you know, just like yes. people like go, going, uh, oh, I, I didn't know such things were happening while, all the while like they the were v doing. They're like the Vichy friends that are like, oh, yeah, I was fighting the Nazis the whole time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> nice to say, like, yeah, like, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people that are just saving face and are were part of the problem, right? But, like, it's nice to see, like, organized, you know, like, yes. the, the strike I and stuff like that is, like, you know, there's a there's probably a high percentage of those people that are legitimately upset about the problem even if they weren't victims yeah. themselves, you know. The the scale and organization that we're seeing with this response from the employees is uh bigger than usually the stuff we see because again, most of yeah. the reports we get are like isolated. We got some news like this about Rockstar a while ago, but it, it still was not as big or as detailed <laughs> considering um, they came from uh <laughs> Rockstar was founded by people who came from Union College. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Schenectady. So, hey. yeah, I, that is absolutely our biggest story. And there's tons of stuff that we didn't get to. Uh, I mean, Assassin's Creed is developing a yeah. live service game, which I think is kind of cool. Cause I mean, Assassin's nice. Creed has hemorrhaged, like, all of their talent, including, yeah. I believe, what was it, their creative director or what was it, their art director? Something uh, like that. Uh, what There were uh, new trailers for Shang-Chi. Oh uh, yeah, that came out today. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted to, to like the also Dune bring trailer, up. Uh, uh, it's not, yeah, there's I, not a whole lot new in it. Yeah, uh, I wanted to bring up uh, D and D's uh, Strixhaven campaign, which is like, oh, that's cool. It's like a uh, high school or college kind of setting, yeah, but in D and D, it's like really vitriolic of just like I had a traumatic time in high school. Okay, don't play it. Okay, don't play it. Like, yeah, D and D is but, uniquely modular of of all games. It is the easiest to leave something out of D and D. Yeah, it's just, but but like otherwise, it's just like, hey, you know, uh, the the whole magical school thing is just yeah a very common fantasy. You know, like you've got. Uh, the Owl House. You got uh, Little Witch Academia. Well, Jordan Jordan Peele also revealed the name of his next movie called Nope. Uh, wha what else? What else? Any other little bits that came out this month worth uh, shouting out for people to look at? Uh, oh, there was a bit where there was a, allegedly a bug that made it so Apple's weather app on the iPhone couldn't display the number 69. Oh, a bug. Yeah. Sure, Apple. That's a bug. Okay. Oh, there was the whole, I mean, we didn't talk about, we don't need to talk about it. It was more of like a fucking YouTube thing, but like a lot of uh, YouTubers, including like the people from FaZe Clan are being accused by a lot of people of doing like crypto pump and dump schemes where they're kind of fucking over a lot yeah. of their fans yes. to make money. Um, mm -hmm. My, if uh, that's a yeah. continuing story, that might be worth talking about yeah, more in depth next month because that, that sentence doesn't do it justice, but that was a yeah. thing. 
Yeah, when um, it, uh, Good Omens got renewed for a second season, which is weird because oh, yeah, there yeah. isn't a second book. Uh, <laughs> Lovecraft Country got canceled before season two, which is sad because that show was so fucking bizarre. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Lots of like little tidbits, but uh, Activision's the big story for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, the uh, du- uh, it was a their art director Raphael Lacoste that Assassin's Creed lost. So like. Gotta, gotta love it. Well, that about wraps it up. So we'll be back in two weeks with a regular episode of the Common Geeking Program, which will focus on a single topic for the duration of the episode. Until then, uh, I'm Colin, and I was the person hosting this. If you want to find more about me, uh, right now, Dice Populi, we're just getting back into some new content. Uh, we put some bonus stuff in our Patreon, so head to DicePopuli.com. Uh, I'm really proud of some of the stuff that I've been doing there. Uh, did a whole mini episode with a sea shanty in it for the Patreon. That was a lot of work, but very fun. <laughs> very fun to do. Um, how about you guys? I have been Jeff Levitt. Um, I've got a YouTube toy review channel, which is called Alchemist Prime Reviews. Uh, th- okay, here. This is going to be the last time that I'm going to fucking make a joke or comment about my goddamn Instagram that I have not updated in the last in over a year. Next episode, I'm not even going to mention it, all right? Oh, I, I thought you were going to say you're going to update your Instagram. No, you went hard no, in the I'm other direction. I'm not committing to that. I'm just going to fucking stop <laughs> fucking saying the same goddamn thing every god uh, yeah. every other week. Uh, I, I have an Instagram where I post art stuff, or I did once upon a time, and I'll mention it again in the future if I continue to post on it, but it's been over a year at this point, so... We'll see. That's things I wish existed. There's a dot between each word. And fucking internalize that now, because I will not mention it again unless I upload more to it. So... There we go. That's that's that. Uh, hi, I'm Timel or Chowder, whichever you prefer. You can find me on Twitter at Timel Chowder. Uh, I'm also on Dice Popula. I've got an upcoming adventure coming up, and oh, that yeah. uh, that I'm DMing, and uh, that's yeah. We just started action. recording that, and it was uh, yeah. is very fun, very surprising. Yeah, no, cool. it's it's been off to a good start, and uh, that just makes me very excited. So cool. yeah. Now sure. I am going to go make myself some dinner and contemplate whether I should return this Xbox. Series X I bought that I didn't S that I bought that I don't need and use that money to buy a very fancy automated cat litter box. Oh, be- I thought you were because the Steam thing. <laughs> nope. Uh, so yeah, I'm making a lot of strange financial decisions, and you'll hear more about that probably next month. Bye bye. <laughs> Ciao. Der. This episode of the Common Briefing Program is hosted, as always, by me, Colin Ketchin, joined by Jeff Levitt and Ty Mool Chowdhury. Uh, this episode is sponsored by the itch on my leg that has caused me to forget the joke I was originally going to put in here. The podcast is created and produced by myself and Jeff Levitt with original music by me. This episode edited by me. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Microsoft Flight Simulator came out, and I was just flying around the Grand Canyon uh, managed to crash once I got out of the canyon. That's what I was going to say when I started scratching my leg. We'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoy it, take a look at some of our other stuff, and, well, I guess thank you for listening to this. All right, Chowder, I'm just going to say, uh, I'm just going to say hi, and then I want you to say hi back to me. I'm going to say it three times. Say it back as soon as you hear me say it, okay? Okay. Hi. 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 Cool. I'll use that. Uh, Please keep that in the episode. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's going in for sure.